welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. Merry meet. My name is Amberly, And I am Margot, and we are very happy to have you. Yes, we are. Welcome to the mini-sode for the, what is this? Full, full moon in Gemini. Full moon in Gemini. Ah, the full moon in Gemini. The December full moon. Yes. Also known as the oak moon or the cold moon or the long night's moon. I love long night's moon. I love long night's moon. I love the term longest night. Yeah. Love it. Unless you're talking about um, a Game of Thrones episode, in which case it's terrifying. But Correct. Correct. Or was that the darkest night? I can't remember. I don't know. Could, could go either way. No, there's definitely one title for that episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I uh, Whatever. All right. So... <laughs> Full moon in Gemini. Uh, <clears throat> Gemini. Gemini, as an astrological symbol, is symbolized as the celestial twins. Uh, Gemini was so interested in so many things that it had to double itself. Uh, Geminis are often presented as two-faced, but they rarely have hidden agendas. Uh, Geminis have curious and playful minds, which cause them to have many passions, pet projects, and balls in the air. They tend to have large friend groups, multiple careers, and a lot of hobbies. Geminis also love to talk and are very social in nature. Uh, Gemini is governed by Mercury, and because of this, communication is extremely important to them. One of my favorite words to be used for Gemini is loquacious. Loquacious. Such a juicy word. Loquacious. Yes. Uh, and loquacious is correct. It is very true. They are talkative. And uh, being so talkative can often find Gemini in spots where they are chewing deftly on their foot. Uh, but because they're so communicative in nature, they also are able to slip right out of that situation just as quickly. Um, astrologers categorize the Gemini moon personality as easily distracted which is great for me because I'm always easily distracted anyway. Uh, so, so this moon should be super fun. <laughs> Squirrel. I, I fucking hate it when I can't focus. I'm probably going to lose my mind. I know. It's so normal for me. It's just like, uh, it's insane. Um, ah, yay. The moon in Gemini is also curious, talkative, and always learning. So... Despite being highly distractible uh, during this lunar phase, the moon being opposite the sun in Sagittarius offers a good time to roll up your sleeves and begin a long-term project. Uh, and because Geminis love to learn, if you didn't act on the new moon in Sagittarius's energy a couple weeks ago, uh, now is still a great time to jump into that course you've been looking into. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know there are a couple I've been thinking about, so I might I might just jump in on it. Uh, chatty Gemini might make you feel like it's time to speak your truth. And you should always do this, but remember that sometimes saying less is more. Uh, mm -hmm. I've definitely overshared sometimes, and it's not always a great thing. Okay, so the full moon in December um, is most commonly referred to either the oak moon or the cold moon, uh, and sometimes the long night's moon, since these are the longest nights as midwinter approaches. 
The moon has rain over the earth this month, and thoughts turn to the rebirth of light and longer days. This is the time for hope, healing, letting go of negativity, finishing projects, study, and fortifying knowledge. And at Yule, rejoicing at the rebirth of the sun. Build strength and plan ahead. So um, a little bit on the moon as it's referred to as the oak moon. The full moon nearest the winter solstice is commonly referred to as the oak moon, the moon of the newborn year, the divine child, the rebirth of the sun. Like the divine sun who was born to die and dies to be born anew, the ancient oak has its trunk and branches in the material world of the living. While its roots, the branches in reverse, reach up into the underworld, symbolic land of the spirit. As the roots probe downward into the grave-like darkness of the earth, its branches grow ever upward toward the light to be crowned with sacred mistletoe. At this magical time of year, as the light of the old dying year wanes and the oak moon waxes to full, cast your circle wearing mistletoe in your hair. Let this token remind you that, like the oak, we too dwell simultaneously in two worlds— the world of the physical matter, and the world of spirit. As you invoke the moon, or the goddess of the moon, however you prefer, ask that you become ever more aware of the other side of reality and the unseen forces and beings that are always among us. Awesome. So some correspondences for the oak moon, or uh, December espet, the element is fire and earth. Zodiac signs are Sagittarius and Capricorn. Celestial influences are the moon, Jupiter, Saturn, and the sun. Colors are black, gold, red, silver, white, and brown. Um, other names include the cold moon, dark moon, holly moon, long night's moon, and snow moon. Magical beings associated with this moon are the fates, the norns, balder, Bertha, Brigid, the Dagda, Dionysus, Fortuna, Hephaestus, Janus, Jupiter, Nyx, Rhea, Saturn, Thor, and the Wild Hunt, something that we have read about in our Patreon book club book, The Old Magic yep, of yep, Christmas. Yep. Uh, animals associated with the oak moon are the bear, the bluebird, the deer, the duck, the fox, the goose, the moose, owl, phoenix, raven, Reindeer, squirrel, stag, wolf, and wren. Botanicals featured here are anise, bay, or is it anise or anise? I, okay, so when I'm talking about anise seed, right. I say anise. But when it's by just itself, by itself, I call it anise. Same. Okay, same. Okay, so anise, bay, blessed thistle, cedar, Cinnamon, clove, elder, evergreens, frankincense, holly, ivy, juniper, myrrh, oak, pine, poinsettia, rosemary, sage, spearmint, spruce, and tarragon. Gemstones and minerals include diamond, garnet, hematite, labradorite, moonstone, quartz crystal, and smoky crystal quartz, ruby, sardonyx, sapphire, topaz, zircon, and gold 
So have you ever actually seen sardonyx? Have we talked about this? I have a sardonyx that I keep in, at my kitchen altar. That's, it's beautiful. I have never seen it. And, you know, sardonic is, is another word for sarcastic. Oh. And I feel like sardonyx should be my stone, but I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> well, I will send you a picture of mine. Um, I keep it actually, I, I said my kitchen altar, but I guess my kitchen altar encompasses quite a large space because it's, it's a little bit of my kitchen Island and then the middle windowsill of one of the windows in the kitchen. Right, right. And on top of the windowsill is where I keep my sardonyx. So you've yeah, probably seen it. It looks a little bit like carnelian, but yeah, cooler. Exactly. Like it's got a lot more uh, banding in it. Going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I like it. So some rituals and intentions that you could um, do during the oak moon include strength building, planning ahead and getting organized for the new year. Uh, Strength manifests in many forms, whether as self-work or working on dedications to certain presences here or past. Uh, Give thanks to loyal, encouraging forces. The oak moon helps us to acknowledge endings as a time of as a time for rest and rejuvenation, taking note of hibernating of the hibernating earth, relishing the beauty of silence, and ultimately embracing introspection. Under the height of the oak moon, charge water with intentions of resilience, motivation, and strength to be used in later rituals when invoking such intentions. It's also a great time to demonstrate thanksgiving to close friends and family. Charged by the light of this moon, give your closest loved ones handcrafted items, especially candles, to light during during trying times in the year ahead. This empowers them and yourself. Look to the fates or the norns when contemplating the wider web of interconnectedness. Be ready to build what you plan to manifest, but also be willing to rest or accent help when or accept help when needed. The measure of strength is knowing that no one person is an island. We are a collection of forces set into motion long before ourselves, and we must continue forward, validating the effort of the past to bring forth into the present and future. Love it. No one human is an island. I like that. Very true. It is. It is. All right. So I have an oil to share uh, this is from the Incense, Oils, and Brews book by Scott Cunningham, the, the great and wonderful book that nobody needs anything else of for that sort of thing. Uh, this is the Gemini oil. Uh, so if you want to share the power of Gemini. Become Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to go watch that. Um <laughs> Gemini oil is four drops of lavender, one drop of peppermint, one drop of lemongrass, and one drop of sweet pea bouquet. Uh, Mixed with a carrier oil, this can be worn as a personal oil to increase your Gemini-ness. I like that. I like that. I know. The the book didn't say Gemini-ness. That was me. (laughs) I figured. I figured. Um, (laughs) I know a couple Geminis um, who I very much admire, and I can see why I might want to make an oil to take on some of their some of their better qualities. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. 
So I have a winter home cleansing and blessing before we shoot off into the ether uh, to clear your space after receiving many visitors, which a lot of us will be doing over the next, if you haven't already, um, or if you, if you will be doing so in the future. So it's very simple and quick. Smoke cleanse your space, entryways and corners with um, your preferred incense smoke, but uh, this time of year, cedar and juniper are great. And then sprinkle or spray salt water, moving doacil room to room while saying, may the winds inspire you, earth protect you, water heal you, and fire always be warm in the hearth. Ring your altar bell room to room to welcome in fresh, positive energy. Beautiful. Yes. What a, a great thing for this time of year. Love it. Absolutely. Chase off the in-laws. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my in-laws. Me they too. They won't listen to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Do we have any announcements coming up? Anything uh no uh one thing i would like to reach out to our listeners about though is uh any interviews you'd like us to do Mm -hmm. yeah or try to do use that email address that is in all of our show notes please contact us Yeah, yeah 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 we actually um recently released an episode, uh, which is one of my favorites. It's an interview uh, with Kate St. Clair, the author mm-hmm. of The Ptolemy Project. And that actually came about by her contacting us. And I absolutely sure. love, love, love that interview and her book. So we are yeah. absolutely open to suggestions if you ever have them. Yeah. And actually, one of our listeners and great friends, Mama Kim from Clever Kim's Curios, uh, and the Your Average, average Witch podcast. podcast is the one who suggested to Kate that she come to us for an interview. Yes. So please, yes. we will take your suggestions uh, and and run with them if we if we so if we are able. Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap it up. This has been a great fucking mini-sode. <laughs> fucking A. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right. See you next time. See you next time. (laughs) Bye. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. Our address is The Hearth and Hedge, P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts.